Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome for a second time a, an accomplished author this time from Melbourne, Australia, Mr. Gary Ryan. Gary, welcome to the show. Ashutosh, welcome, and thank you for having me on your show again for the second time. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. Uh, last time we spoke to, to Gary, we spoke about coaching, but today we're going to speak about his new book. Uh, he's the author of a book titled Yes for Success, How to Achieve Life Harmony and Fulfillment, and you can see the book behind him. He's the founder and owner of organizations that matter, and he's a human-centered leadership coach. So Gary, let's start talking about your book, Yes for Success, How to Achieve Life Harmony and Fulfillment. And before I ask you a question, I'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check out Gary Ryan's book. I will do the same. So, Gary, let's start by asking you, what was the inspiration behind writing Yes for Success? And what do you hope readers will gain from it? So the inspiration for the book actually goes back 10 years at least. Mm -hmm. 13 years ago, Ashutosh, I started facilitating versions of this program for people, and I've had over... 8,500 people participate in live and or online versions of what has become the book. Mm -hmm. And 10 years ago, I had the transcripts from the various online course that I created. So 10 years ago, I created an online course called Yes for Success, which still exists and been upgraded and updated over time. Mm -hmm. And largely because of what happened for me during the pandemic, where 90% of my business stopped within the first five days of the pandemic after I'd spent 14 years building up my successful business. And then I had to go back and practice everything I preach wow. to, to get back uh, to where I am. And, and largely that experience of having to really put to the test what I believe and what I've been teaching again mm -hmm. and finding that, it, yes, it works again, that became the inspiration to expand the reach of the book mm -hmm. and make it available to people globally or, or really the content rather than the book. So I, I put the work in and literally in four months since I made the decision in June of this year to write this book, I've uh, created it. Wow. Again, you, you know what it's like to write a book. So mm, that's amazing. Uh, Yes. To finish a book and publish it within in less than six months is, is incredible. Congratulations. So, Gary, how do you define success? And does it vary from person to person? And also, does the definition of success vary based on stage of life? All three are powerful questions. So the first answer is success is unique to each person. And it is largely about what is the life that you want to live and are you living it? Mm -hmm. If you're living whatever your definition of success is, then you're successful. That's, that's the broad answer to that question. It most definitely does change in the different stages of people's lives, which is why reviewing what success means to you from your life's experience, your definition will change. But I guide people in first understanding their own mindset about success because, Ashutosh, if you imagine two fish bowls, 
One's a fish bowl with just water in it and the fish is floating around in the water. And next to it is a beautiful fish bowl with coral in it and colour and excitement. And this is the fish bowl on this side where people are actually swimming around. And what happens is for a lot of people is because of their mindset, Ashutosh, they don't even allow themselves to think of what might be possible in that other fishbowl for themselves. They don't even give themselves permission to imagine a future, which is actually their definition of success. Mm. So yes, for success is to help those people actually break out of that fishbowl and define their version for mm. my, often for the first time to actually get it out of, out of their deep mind. The second type of people are people that can imagine that future, but for all sorts of reasons don't believe it's possible for them. Mm. And so they stay in this fishbowl on the right-hand side. Mm. And yes, for success, again, we start with teaching people what to do about that mm. so that you can give yourself a chance because we do live in an incredible world where people can create the life that they want. And it absolutely is using the term create. And then I have six vital strategies or vital elements that I believe aspects of them are what make up the whole of each person's unique version of success. Mm, fascinating. You also have the term life harmony and fulfillment as a part of your uh, title of your book. How can individuals achieve harmony and life and balance in their lives, considering the incredible demands we have in our society today? Yes. Yeah, so one of the principles that I teach Ashwatosh is that life balance is not something that we should judge in a day or usually even a week. That in fact, for most of the time, we're deliberately out of harmony or balance in the short term. Mm -hmm. It's more of the longer term view, which is often a year, sometimes even a longer time frame, where our harmony and balance is actually in balance when we take that longer term perspective. So, so what do I mean by this? There will be periods when people need to be studying or they need to be really investing in their career, which puts them out of balance with maybe having long holidays and traveling the world, unless it's for work or something like that, for example. But then they need to plan for periods when they do have a break. It might just be a long weekend. So for that 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 extra day that they might have occasionally, it might be only once, or, once every four or five months of the year that they give themselves a three-day weekend when they spend some quality, some extra quality time with their loved ones, et cetera, that they are at that small amount of time in harmony or balance with their key relationships. And when you have this understanding, you can communicate this with the people that matter to you in your life mm -hmm. so they understand what's going on. So, for example, people that might be studying an MBA or doing some further advanced studies, when they've got exams, they're not going to be socialising like they might normally be doing, for example. Right. Okay. And so this level of knowledge enables people to be much calmer and clearer with all of the pressure and distractions that go on in the world and the pressure that you mentioned, Ashutosh. Right. Well said. You also discuss the interconnectedness of physical, mental and spiritual health. Help me understand how these dimensions influence our success. The, I'm, I'm not sure that anyone can truly be physically healthy if they're not working on their mind and helping their mind be healthy as well, especially because of the modern world that we live in. And I'm not sure if it's because of 
social media access or or what it might be, but there's certainly certain seems that well, there's the data in a country like Australia and many countries is that mental health problems are significantly higher. Mm. We service our cars on a regular basis, but often we don't think about servicing our minds. Okay. So the mental health and the physical health is really important. The spiritual health is if you're religious, you 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 know, you want to be caring about that. But I also believe that even if you're not religious, understanding that we are connected as a human species or connected to the broader world around us is very, very important for us to have that harmony and sense of fulfillment. Right. You also address the subject of self-awareness. Yes. What tools or exercises do you recommend to deepen our own self-awareness? So there's many personality profiling tools, for example. Um, one of the ones that I reference in the book is from uh, a colleague of mine known as uh, Renata Bernardi and through her The Job Hunting podcast, which I also recommend strongly, she has a tool called The Talent Predicts, which helps people identify their talents. And one of the things I teach people from a career point of view and I advocate in the book is that the happiest people I've ever worked with from a career perspective, Ashutosh, are people that are working at the intersection of their talents and their passions. Mm. My book can help you work out your, ta- your your passions, and but a lot of people aren't quite clear, in, in, including people in their 40s and 50s, mm. still aren't as clear about what their talents are as they could be. And when mm. you've got when you're armed with that knowledge, mm. that intersection from a career point of view is quite large, and it's mm. quite a it's quite powerful to, to, to know. So as a by having that level of self-awareness, now equally in the book, I teach people how to recognize their values and also their personal purpose. Mm. And when you have that understanding of your personal purpose, as in my definition of the big question, why am I here? Mm-hmm. That sounds like such a big question, most people can't answer it. But what I find is what I found with the number of people we've done, I've worked with over time through the uh, in-person and online versions of Yes for Success, Ashutosh, people actually, there's some certain things called turning points in people's lives that often there's a pattern which indicates through that pattern the lessons that people have learned what their personal purpose actually is. And boy, that's such a powerful thing to have from a self-awareness point of view because that gives you the power to bring that into whatever decisions you're making going forward in your life. Hmm. Interesting. And, you know, when you talk about... uh you know, alignment uh, with our authentic authentic selves, how can individuals make decisions that are in alignment with their authentic selves? Well, by having awareness of who you are from an authentic point of view means that you now have enormous power when it comes to the choices that you make in your life. So that self-awareness, that knowledge means that if there's three options in front of me, and one of them's more aligned to my authentic self and, and two aren't, well, the answer is really obvious. Mm-hmm. When I don't, when I'm not, when I don't have that knowledge, I'm still confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very powerful to have that awareness. And sometimes that's about careers, sometimes that's about job opportunities. Sometimes sometimes that'll be about where you live. It certainly can be around uh, who you recruit into your life. And I talk about recruiting what I term a personal success team. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people that you deliberately cultivate relationships with, Ashutosh, so you you can be the best version of yourself, which Mm -hmm. on one level will sound horribly selfish. However, I believe in enlightened self-interest, which means if I can be the best version of me, 
then I can help other people to the best of my ability. And mm. equally, I can be on their personal success team, helping them achieve success in their lives mm. as well. Mm. And one of the key themes that I picked up when I was looking at your book is lifelong learning. Yes. Um, what are some practical ways readers can embrace continuous learning or lifelong learning as a way of life? So the first step is to take 100% responsibility for their learning. I would hope everyone listening and tuning in takes 100% responsibility for their learning. What I've found is a lot of people go to university where they're responsible for their learning and then they graduate, whether at undergraduate or master's level, or they get a, a trade or whatever it might be, and then they hand over responsibility for their learning to their employer. Now, great employers will develop you well, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But what if they don't? Mm -hmm. And you've handed them responsibility for your learning? Like no matter what your organization's offering you, I, I want to advocate, be responsible for your learning. So do things like tune into the brand called you. Right. <laughs> Tune into your podcast. Mm. You know, read. I it's stag I hope this isn't your situation, but it's it is unfortunately I'm meeting more and more adults who tell me they do not read. Mm. And yet I see them on their betting apps, yet I see them on the social media apps just scrolling like this. They're reading all of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're 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 actually losing. The opportunity now another aspect of this which i'm not sure if you talked about with some of your guests is ai is already here and yeah. it is already proving to be incredible for human beings but it's mm. also proving to be disastrous for some correct i believe that it will be disastrous for the human beings that do not take responsibility for their learning if you are not someone who is a self-directed learner mm -hmm. you are going to find yourself at risk hmm. with what AI is going to do. And AI is going to make the implementation of the internet, which happened 30 odd years ago, look hmm. like a kindergarten party in my view, hmm. right? So the most, I want to just, I really want to advocate for people, just please, please, please be responsible for your learning. Listen to audiobooks, listen to podcasts, actually read, mm. <laughs> you know, a physical book, maybe read. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, for someone of my vintage, there's no pleasure than to pick up a physical book and turn the pages. Oh, yes. And of course, to smell it too, I should thought, you know, that's what's, that's with the, but I had, I recently, uh, uh, after some surgery, I'd been away from our junior sporting club, which I've been involved with for 15 years. And, I had the opportunity to give away 50 of these books mm -hmm. and there was 350 people present, parents and, and children. And I could only give away 32 of these books for free, even though it was a number one uh, Amazon Kindle bestseller and parent after parent with their children standing beside them, Ashutosh kept saying, sounds fantastic, but I don't read. Sounds mm -hmm. fantastic, Gary, but I don't read. My own son, my youngest of my five children who was with me, his jaw was like, mm. because for him, adults read. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and if people have, on this last point on this, if mm. anyone's ever met an adult 
who cannot read as mm. I have, and possibly mm. yeah, so way they would then understand, and that person would give their left arm to be able to read. Mm. Then they would understand the gift that they got that they're just wasting. Mm. So so well said, thank you. My next question is: uh, What are some common misconceptions about success that you yes. address in your book? Yes, for success. Yes. So I think the most common ones, and this has come through the you know eight and a half thousand people in particular that I've uh, tested this program with, where they consistently say what the media says success is is not what they believe success mm. is. What the media says is success is basically if you have two things, if maybe sometimes three, if you're wealthy and if you have power and a, a, a job title that's uh, well-recognized, then you are mm -hmm. successful. Now, I have worked with people that tick all of those three boxes. And I want to be clear, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being wealthy. I'm saying get as wealthy as you, as you can get, but certainly be as wealthy as your definition of success, success requires you to be. So absolutely nothing wrong with being wealthy, nothing wrong with having power and nothing wrong with having a fantastic job title. The challenge has been is when that is all people have defined success as. I have worked with people like that that have actually gone home to an empty house because they've never, ever developed and nurtured and sustained relationships that matter. And they're lonely and not happy. Mm -hmm. And I've helped, I've helped those folk rebuild their understanding of success and actually create a new definition and move forward and create it. Because mm -hmm. equally too, sometimes with just that limited version of success, people get caught up in drugs, mm -hmm. they get caught alcohol, they get caught up in gambling and lose their money. Mm -hmm. um, so they have the appearance of being successful, but they're actually not. Mm -hmm. They're the common myths that I address in the book. So that's why we want to have a more holistic and harmonious perspective on success. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being wealthy. You need yeah. to be as wealthy as whatever your definition requires you to be. Absolutely. Well said. My next question is that relationships play a significant role in our journey to, to success. Can you help us understand the importance of nurturing and leveraging relationships effectively? Yes. So again, that's about taking personal responsibility for your relationships. So one of the things that I teach people to do is, as we touched on just briefly earlier, Ashutosh, is to develop their personal success team, which is to recruit people into your life. Some of which those people will be for really personal support and deep types of relationships. Others will be very technical support. You might recruit in someone that's a fitness trainer, for example, you might have a psychologist, you might have an accountant, you might have a financial planner, you might have people in various aspects of your life with certain skill sets that for periods of time you're recruiting in. Now, I want to be clear, you would never gather your personal success team. It's just a metaphor. Mm -hmm. Your job is to nurture individual relationships with those people. Mm -hmm. If you're leading people in your profession, I would argue every single person that you're leading is actually on your personal success team. It's in your interest to help them be the best in their jobs because that's collectively going to benefit you all, which obviously includes yourself. So it's about the conscious awareness. So I literally encourage people to write names down and what form of contact is required. So I want to also be clear. In some instances, the contact might just be two LinkedIn messages a year. Mm. 
congratulating them on a new job, possibly, maybe congratulating them on a work anniversary. That can be enough. Right. It doesn't have to be every day, mm -hmm. but it will vary depending on who your relationship is and what role they're playing. Mm -hmm. Well said. So, Gary, I have time for two more questions. Yes. My next question is about resilience and adaptability. What are your thoughts on resilience and adaptability in achieving long-term success? No one has achieved their version of success without requiring resilience and adaptability because mm -hmm. there is no straight road. Correct. Every road is bent. <laughs> it has ups and downs. Absolutely. You know, the old, the old Japanese proverb, fall down seven times, stand up eight. That is so consistent. And what's fascinating too about that, Ashutosh, is that one of the things I teach people is that when bad things happen, when things go wrong, you have to accept the brutal reality of whatever's going wrong. Like don't pretend it's not happening if it's happening. Right. But equally, don't make it worse. Be level-headed in your assessment of how bad it is. And sometimes it's really bad. You know, things, things happen that are really bad. Yeah. However, if you take the other side of a yin and yang, if you like, that at some point in time in the future, you are going to learn a lesson that's going to make you a better human being. You can embrace that challenge. You can have resilience for that challenge in the face that you are going to learn something useful. And that's where you might fall down seven times and look back and say, each of those seven times, I learned something invaluable that I don't know how else I would have learned it that has made me the person who I am, who is living the success that I'm living. So mm. it was worth falling down, but I just had to get back up each time. Yeah, yeah well said. And my last question to Gary, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation what would you say are three lessons you would want a lot of young viewers, listeners, and hopefully readers uh, of your book, Yes for Success, take away from all your learnings as you wrote the book? So the first one is to take responsibility and to do the work on yourself. There is no shortcut for this. I call it smart, hard work. And it's very clear through a lot of evidence and research that successful people are people that do smart, hard work. And the first step of smart, hard work is on yourself, which is why I've got the 10 chapters that guide people through that smart, hard work. So that's the first thing, do the work. The second thing is, as we've already discussed, take responsibility for your learning, your success and your happiness, meaning if you're not getting any three of them, don't look outside. Mm -hmm. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, what can I be doing? Mm -hmm. Now, this is also important. I want to be really clear about this last, the, the second lesson there, uh, Ashutosh, is that I'm not saying happiness is all in the future. What I teach people is that when you do this work, you become more aware of what makes you happy now mm -hmm. as well. And having understanding of what success looks like for you, creating it, being aware of happiness in the moment, you see a lot more happiness than you previously saw, including mm -hmm. the happiness that you're contributing to other people, which is absolutely essential. Right. And that way you're getting both the power of happiness now and into the future. So the third one is feed your mind positivity. Mm -hmm. We live in a world where our brains are naturally designed and inclined to focus on the negative. And because we're at the very, very minimum mm. 
14 times more likely to focus on the negative than the positive. So there's a there's a metaphor where like we're like Velcro to negativity and mm. Teflon to good things. Mm. <laughs> so good things just rub off. So what we need to do is because there is so much negativity coming at us, including from human beings, we need to deliberately feed our minds positivity. So again, it might be the Brand Called You podcast. It might be my Moving Beyond Being Good podcast. It might be reading a book like Yes for Success. Whatever it is, deliberately feed your mind. For example, whenever I'm going to do a client, some work for a client, I am deliberately choosing information to listen to while I'm driving or on the on the train to get there mm. so that I'm preparing my mind to be the person I need to be to do that work. I encourage everyone else to do that as well. Mm. Well said. And on that note, Gary, and your three wonderful lessons, uh, do the work, take responsibility. Second, you said was, what can I be doing for my own happiness and the happiness of others? And third, when you said was, feed your mind positivity and this is such a powerful comment because as you say very rightly we seem to be surrounded by negativity all around us mm -hmm. thank you for speaking to me about your book yes for success how to achieve life and how life harmony and fulfillment i love the conversation that you had with me about the interconnectedness of talent and passion this is the first time i've heard it and it is so sensible thank you for talking to me about so many different aspects of success uh, to me. Thank you again and good luck. You're welcome. Thank you, Ashutosh. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.